Welcome to Our Soul, a podcast by Kelly Fox and Terry Williams from the Ohio Religious Coalition for Reproductive Choice. I'm looking at my email and I see this really great wrap up from what we have done all year. Yes. Produced 22 self-care webinars and meditations to help center activists, actively supported Black Lives Matter, created our first ever voter education campaign with teach-ins, toolkits, and more. We launched the Our Soul Podcast, which you're listening to now. 45 blog posts. Oh, my Lord. So many. Lots of blogs. And a virtual blessing service to encourage staff at abortion clinics in Ohio and across the nation. We have had a heck of a year Mm -hmm. um, on a lot of levels, (laughs) right? Um, So as we're headed into the new year... And and by the time you hear this, it actually will be the new year. Yeah, this episode's going to be on New Year's Day, isn't it? Oh, yeah. 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 So happy 2021. You made it. Yes, you finally made it. You're out. Congratulations. Um, I hear everybody, like really upset about 2020 and like oh 2020 is you know such a horrible year and oh i'm gonna be so glad when it's done and there's this part of me like this is horrible but this is this is where i am folks like there's this part of me that's like you know 2020 was bad in large part because folk made it bad right Mm -hmm. like there were bad decisions like some people made some bad decisions Mm -hmm. up in here and if we're not careful, like, if we keep letting the same people make the same decisions, mm-hmm. we're going to have a 2021 like 2020. So let's not do yeah. that. Let's, yeah. it's, let's not like- the, it's not the year. <clears throat> I mean, like, I'll jokingly say, like, oh, yeah, 2021 or 2020 was just cursed. But it's not the year. It's like... It's like the the powers that be that ruined this year. And on top of that, a pandemic... Um, I think, like, 2020 could have been a lot better if um, our pandemic was handled better. <laughs> um, and if we if we don't do anything different in 2021, it'll be the same. Um, what is that? Like, the definition of insanity? Like, doing the same thing and expecting different results? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in 2021, we need to not do that. And and let's be real clear, like, 2020 had some really great moments. Like, there was mm-hmm. a lot good that got done in 2020. And I feel like looking back, we're going we're gonna to see 2020 as the root of a lot of good. Even though it was hard to live through, even though it was terribly painful, and even though we have lost well over 300,000 uh, lives in the United States and many, many, many more worldwide. I think we've got a clarifying vision of what works and what doesn't work in many of our systems. Because the real problem is not that people made decisions in 2020 that screwed us all over. It's the fact that people have been making decisions for decades to not invest in public health, to constantly politicize reproductive health care rights and justice, to consistently demand that working class people put their bodies on the line while wealthy folk profit from that. That whole system 
came down on 2020 and everybody felt the hands. Like we Mm -hmm. all caught hands in 2020 because of dumb, dumb, dumb decisions made before that. We can stop that kind of stuff. So, yeah. It's not... It, or it's not even that, like, the things that happened in 2020 weren't happening in 2019 or 2018 or any other year before that. It's more that, like, a lot of, I think a lot more people's eyes were opened um, to everything that was going on uh, in 2020 um, than past years. And I think, uh, you know, having your eyes opened is important. I know for a lot of people, like, this year has really radicalized them um, and... I I agree. I think that uh, 2020 can be like the impetus for um, great things that will happen in the future. People will look back and think like, these are the things that happened in 2020 that changed me and eventually helped me do better things. Um, So yeah, it may have been like a really hard year, but like sometimes it takes really difficult, hard things to become better. not that that in any way like um justifies the hardships that were completely unnecessary um that happened this year absolutely and i i think you know as as a pastor (laughs) right one of the things that i consistently remind people of is you know I don't believe in in my theological tradition. I don't believe God tests you. I don't no. believe the whole like, oh, God doesn't give you anything more than you can bear. That is utter crap. And I see the expression of the divine in the responsive strength of people who overcome and do really hard things. And we have learned in 2020 that we as a people and as individuals can do really hard things. We have learned that, uh, you know, folk who have died, we are going to live our lives in such a way that they will not have died in vain. We've lived through like 10 years of social change in one year, Mm -hmm. right? It has just been condensed. I feel like in this time, we need to look back and take a broad view of where we've been in this year. Like, January 2020, we were focused at Ohio RCRC on like, okay, so how are we going to be a more intersectional movement uh, mm-hmm. partner this year? Like, how how are we going to lift up some voices in different places? And we don't know what that looks like in... Ohio, you know, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Toledo, Columbus, Athens, like what what does that look like? Um, How can we get, you know, engaged with some trainings? I know some of my goals were, I want to be more uh, visible. I want to, you know, be uh, more active in training and administering training with people. Little did I know, like, that would come true just like, you know, via Zoom. (laughs) Because... (laughs) Uh, going and gathering with large groups of people, probably not a great idea, but... No. I'm, I'm actually pulling out, um, my, my, I have this notebook, um, that I use pretty much, like, every day, um, of, or, and I've used every day since, like, May of 2019, so I have one that's completely completed, or completely, like, written in, and then I have, um, one that started in May of this year. So, um, just like looking back at the things that I thought were important enough to write down about 
in the beginning of this year. I mean, in January, I wasn't even with Ohio RCRC officially yet. Like, I started on February 1st, um, and I um, definitely did not expect things to go the way they did with uh <laughs> this was supposed to be an internship that was supposed to be one semester and um uh i you know expected that there was going to be a lot of like being in front of people a lot of going places um and obviously that did not happen um but i think honestly the way that things did go was a lot better for me in learning in a different way you know um, about like how to how to be more um, innovative when you know things are not going as originally planned um, yeah so I think this year in January I mean things were very different um, for me personally and I mean I wasn't even at Ohio CRC so I imagine it was yeah, but very different but for Ohio. RCRC. Just, just FYI, like that was that was Elena's plan the whole time. <laughs> our, our Elena Ramsey, our executive director. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure the the first time that I heard about Kelly Fox, I was told we're gonna we're gonna figure out how to get her on staff. She needs to be on staff. We're gonna figure out how to get her on staff. Um, and I, I said, okay. And I, I know when you started, you were like, well, this is for an internship, and I'm like. Elena and think. Elena's like Elena's like we're, we're, we're gonna figure this out. We're gonna figure yeah. this out. That's what I love about Elena. She just she sees that vision and, and plows on plows on to it and through it there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually uh, at the beginning of this year, I uh, did a lot of I took a lot of notes on all things like repro because I was trying to like learn um, because I like um, have not been in repro for too long and so. I had to, I felt like there was a lot of, like, catching up that I wanted to do to make sure that I was on the same page with other people. And now, um, I've only been working in repro for, like, 11 months, I guess. Um, and I feel like I, I know a lot more. Um, so yeah, so that was, like, January. In February, I mean, that was a lot of, like, onboarding for me. We had come up with a bunch of ideas, um kind of like what I was talking about, like doing public speaking and things like that. I knew I wanted to do like trainings and be involved with that. It's so funny because I think that the things that I really push for now, like self-care and like meditation and stuff, were not necessarily things that I was like super pushing for <laughs> when um, I first started, like earlier this year. Um, but you know, like the, the situation called for me to, to learn. And I think um, it, it called for a lot of people to learn like how to care for themselves this year. Um, I, if I could think of like one lesson that 2020 has taught me is the importance of like self care, especially when like things seem like monotonous and lonely. <laughs> um, but I think that really started in March after like everything seemed to start really coming down in Ohio. Um, well, back in, I think it was like the end of February was the only time that I was able to be in the state house this year when um, the telemedicine abortion ban was first being, uh, we were doing opposition testimony. And that was on Lent. And I remember you had your big 
<laughs> uh, cross on your forehead. That was that was when the Senate Health Committee thought that they could schedule the last hearing on that bill to be on Ash Wednesday, and all the preachers wouldn't come. But we showed up anyway mm-hmm. in the middle of doing all of our Ash Wednesday work and, and it was services. Snowing. It was snow. It was it was really. We had very very little idea how perfect a start to the pandemic that was. <laughs> um, crazy folk doing crazy things. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And then, uh, so I remember going to that, and then we had, you know, the beginning of um, this, the pandemic that we are still currently in, um, and... I know that was really hard for us to adjust, but we started the refresh program. Remember that? Where we did, I think it was like every Wednesday at noon, we did some type of self-care, kind of like a little teach-in, um, a little, or just like a gathering space where we talked about uh, how we care for ourselves. And I think that that was a really important like community building moment. Um, not only were we trying to teach people how to or give people tools on how to care for themselves, but also, like, having a space where, you know, the people who could show up could show up and, like, we could be together in that moment. Um, I think that was really great. And uh, and to create the alternative space of you're you're not here to produce anything, you're not here mm-hmm. to do anything for anybody, you're you're not here like we're not here to try to sell you a timeshare and like you know get you on a monthly payment plan or something like you just need to take time to be. I I call that early part of the pandemic the slam demic, <laughs> right? Because we all got slammed, right? Mm-hmm. None of us knew what life was going to look like you know at the beginning of march to the end of march like it just came in like a hurricane and Mm -hmm. um yeah we we all had to adapt and i think part of our work with ohio rcrc is that we try to tend to the people who are doing the work right we're we're kind of the the shepherds of the shepherds uh in in that regard that all these folk who are active in repro, all these these people who are what I like to call ordinary activists, you know, the, the folk writing their uh, senators and representatives, writing their statehouse folk, uh, you know, going and holding the signs and, and leading the chants and participating in that way. They are the people that we try to stick around for and stick up for and remind them to drink some water and, you know, eat a sandwich and, and, uh, you know, take care of, of themselves in that moment. And that was, you know, March going into April, that was really the time when we're like, Oh, we got a lot going on, a lot going on in this life because we, we moved from, we moved from a January, February, you know, that first part of February of, like, we're not quite sure what this year's going to look like to, you know, moving through spring, uh, pandemic, George Floyd, a movement yeah. that literally rocked the nation. Mm-hmm. That movement then catalyzed this Columbus movement around stories that have already happened and already been told, but folk weren't necessarily as activated. 
Mm-hmm. And that moved into, for me, what was one of the most beautiful parts of, of this year was watching you organize a great, big, very safe, socially distanced, care-oriented, and movement-building event in Columbus that brought together a lot of different voices. Like, I, I just, I keep thinking about all the folk who were active and engaged in that in in that gathering um yeah and and i i just thought um i i worked really closely with um other people from women have options and um just from a few of our partners and we thought it was like very important that you know there are all these people who you know have been in their houses for several months who were uh, activated by this moment across the country and uh, were being active in Columbus, but, like, didn't really know, like, all the work that came into it before. And I'm not saying that, like, I'm a perfect person and, like, know everything, which is why I wanted to bring together a group of people who um, knew more than me and could teach others about how to be doing this right in Columbus. Um, And I felt like, you know, over the course of the summer, the police really, like, showed their or showed... um, you know, showed how they really feel about, about protesters. And, uh, like, I just felt like it was really important to have a space, especially to teach people how to be safe when the police, um, are obviously not putting our safety above, like, the safety of public spaces, I guess. I don't know. It was just so crazy this summer. And it's still crazy. I mean, like, it is astonishing to me how we could have had a whole movement this summer, people coming out, people protesting, um, and then have two black men be killed at the end of this year in our city after, like, everything that happened earlier this year. It's like there are, apparently there are people who are not learning lessons in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's just, it's, crazy to me that that could possibly happen but it did and the the event that you organized 150 days of injustice revitalized black lives was pointing out the 150 days of no yeah at that point 150 days of no action in relation to the murder of brianna taylor in louisville like Mm -hmm. like the folk who were gathered and who participated in that action were there to tell folk that we don't support this action, this this violence from the police in Louisville. Uh-huh. Now we are at a place where, you know, several months later, our own city, right? Uh-huh. Columbus itself has seen two murders of mm-hmm. of a folk who even mm-hmm. Andrew Ginther had to come out god love the mayor cuz somebody's got to people people mm-hmm. called me up and said did you see what the mayor said i said let me tell you i don't listen to what the columbus mayor says cuz the columbus mayor's got his own issues right but like even Andrew Ginther had to come out and say mm, mm there's a problem here mm-hmm. so like so like what do we do now, right? Like, where do we go from here? 
I'm interested to see what changes we're going to see in 2021. Because obviously mm-hmm. 2020 is not working to mm-hmm. just like replicate. We don't want to have another 2020 Mm-mm. in policing in Columbus, right? And, it, you know, I keep hearing these folk, uh, our, our friends over at, at Root Reproductive Justice, Root RJ in Columbus, have this great campaign out that they're like, uh, safety means more than safe sleep, right? Mm. Because we're getting all this stuff from the city of Columbus that's like, oh, we want to participate in maternal health and we want to, you know, teach people how to engage safe sleep. And, you know, now before we get letters and and emails, like I don't mean to minimize the activity of Columbus Public Health. It's very important. Infant mortality is a key issue and a key part to helping improve infant mortality statistics is making sure people know how their infants are supposed to sleep. But if you stop there, like if you think the main problem in black America today in terms of safety is teaching folk how to make sure their kids are sleeping safe while two grown men have been shot, murdered by the police, you really need to get a different set of sources, a different Mm -hmm. worldview, a different lens, and you need to take several seats. Yeah, like, this reminds me of, um, I know on this podcast I've talked a lot about, like, the human trafficking class that I took in the fall of 2019, um, and one day we're going to have Dr. Zimmerman on here, I believe it. Um, but, Yvonne Zimmerman, yes, we're calling you um, out right now. <laughs> and um, in that class, though, like, the main point was not that, like, human trafficking um isn't a big deal like that's not that's not what it's saying but rather that human trafficking encompasses more than what um especially christian um activists against human trafficking uh make it out to be like human trafficking is more than just like child sex trafficking human trafficking is like wage theft and like labor uh and like yeah labor um issues and people not being paid enough to live or like issues of immigration and things like that um it's not it's not just one thing and in a similar way the the issues that affect black people in columbus um are not just um infant mortality i mean like when we're when our people are being killed in the street we're not just gonna worry about whether or not our babies are sleeping well we're going to worry about that too but it's not the the only thing um going on and so i think that 2020 hopefully helps us uh reframe or in the very least there is a group of um more activated people who are are ready to be upset about things that are happening like I think the response um that I've seen recently from different groups um about especially Andre Hill um have been more uh immediate and more uh strong than I think would have happened in the beginning of this year totally so totally um yeah yeah and and that that concept of bodily autonomy and the state not having the right to act with violence, mm-hmm. right? That is so core to what pro-choice means. Pro-choice mm-hmm. means you have the right to govern your body. You have the right to govern your future and the future of your family. And that is the very right 
that was stripped away from Casey Goodson Jr. and from mm-hmm. Andre Maurice Hill and from every other person who's been murdered by the police in the city of Columbus because there are many. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think, like, this year was definitely a year full of action and I hope for a lot of people a year of learning about self-care because I think those two things need to go hand in hand and um, the more that we care for ourselves and the people who are in the movement with us um, and the more that we care for our community um, by caring for ourselves, the more work we're able to do and the more sustainable we're able, we're, we're able to be. Because as we've learned this year, I mean, like short bursts of very strong energy um, in their sel- in themselves are not fully effective. It has to be like, you know, a long game plan to to get the the big change. So I hope those kinds of things like continue in the next year. Um, because without that, I mean, like we're not we're not going to be able to have the the sustainable um, systemic change that needs to happen if we're if we're going to I, if we're going to make Columbus safe for black people. Because there was that, that banner at the, I think it was at the state house that says, like, Columbus is not safe for black people or black lives. Um, and if Columbus and the state of Ohio in general is going to be safe for black lives, then we need to have the sustainable um, systemic change, which requires self-care. And I, I really hope that that was a big lesson for this year. And I, um, I feel like I feel like that is the 2021 we envision. Right. Mm-hmm. 2021, the years after a Columbus that's safe for black lives. One thing I want to share before we jump off is um, th- so this year um, I've gotten a lot involved with meditation and self-care and stuff. And so anybody who has been on any like trainings or webinars where I've led a meditation, <laughs> I've pretty much like always shared this um, secular saint candle for Billie Holiday. I love Billie Holiday. She like I love her music and I really love this candle. This is actually like the second one I've bought because I burn them and then like I don't have the wax to refill it. So <laughs> I just buy new ones. Um, anyway, so uh there's like parts of this that um, remind me a lot of like the lessons of 2020. So if it's okay with you, um, I would love to read it. So it so it's secular Saint Billy, the patron saint of torch singers, those unlucky in love, and the child that's got his own. Um, the saint's day is April 7th, in case you're wondering. <laughs> and it says, Oh, transcendent Saint Billy, keep watch over the outcast and the prodigal daughter. You bore poverty and sorrow, injury and indignity. Amplify our laments that our loss and longing may be heard. Make us fierce in our frailty that we may transform bitterness to blues. Help us claim our reprobate natures to fortify us against life's inevitable sufferings and completely uncalled for sufferings. We ask, O Lady Day, for strength and will to sing until the day everything happens for the best. And then it says in Latin, I will find a way or make one. Amen. And I think um, the thing that keeps resonating in my mind is uh, the the sentence on um, 
Help us claim our reprobate natures to fortify us against life's inevitable sufferings and completely uncalled for sufferings. I think that there have been sufferings that this year that were both inevitable and completely uncalled for, um, and both at the same time and separately. Um, and I, I hope that we are able to claim the power that we need to, or continue to claim that power that we need to get through these sufferings that we deal with and we're able to share it with each other um, and turn the, the emotions and the heartache into, like through self-care, <laughs> into action and into something that can be used to movement, the, move the movement forward. Yeah, so I just wanted to share that and talk a little bit about that because I've shared it so much this year, but not really ever um, talked about it that much. But Amen. Yeah. Amen. Kelly Fox, Terry Williams, <laughs> we're coming at you in the new year, and we hope that this new year brings you new light and love and joy and that you can sing your suffering into blues like Billie Holiday. Yeah. Take care, folks. We will see you soon. Yep. Bye-bye.